0: With us today, we have Denise Pimentel. She is the Common Spirit Telehealth Network System Manager Clinical. She is a nurse by background and holds multiple advanced degrees in nursing and health information technology. Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you, Will. Thanks for coming. So let's start. I'd love to start with the the origin story. Tell me a little bit about uh, when you first started thinking about becoming a nurse and a little bit about your background in nursing.
1: Yeah, I guess I always thought I was going to be a veterinarian and that moved on to nursing. Um, I uh, went to nursing school in San Francisco in the early 80s, uh, went into the army and became an army nurse for a period of time. And while I was in the army, critical care was my specialty. About 13 years ago, um I began working for the prequel to Common Spirit Health, which at that time was Catholic Healthcare West. Um, and I participated as an ICU nurse in an EHR Big Bang uh, event where um, we took uh, five local hospitals live with an EHR. So we went into, you know, design, uh, build, and implement. Uh, From there, my interest in technology uh, was sparked and how it could help um, what we do with patients and how we take care of them. So I went back to school in um, health information technology and uh, got a degree in that so that I could learn more. My desire has always been to bridge uh, clinical folks with technology to, to do our jobs more efficiently and to do a better job for the patients that we serve. So for eight years, I've been with the telehealth network um, here, now Common Spirit, Um, and we consider ourselves a a service department. So we bring uh, physicians, uh, services, and technology to areas of need, and we help them augment the care they're delivering
0: what what do you find is the biggest difference and I, i've talked to folks before who have experienced this it's quite different being a caregiver in the military versus being a civilian what what was that what was that transition like for you
1: i was eye-opening you know uh the military has a lot of change and a lot of uh, uh new blood coming in and and has standardization across the board and so coming into organizations where uh, people hang out for quite a long time, uh, culture is is well seated, uh, change is a lot slower, um, and resources are different. So it it was eye opening.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about eight years is a long time. Uh, to be in, in really one job and working in, in one area. Tell me a little bit about the Common Spirit Telehealth Network. Oh, yeah. I
1: So it's interesting because we began in 2008, and I was an ICU nurse on the floor and happened to be in the unit that was the recipient of the first robot that was rolled in at that time. And it it started um, from the generosity of a grant from a local family who had a matriarch in the emergency room for a neurology uh condition and the neurologists were 15 minutes across town. And um, out of their generosity, they just said, what do we need to do to get the neurologists closer so that anybody who needs a neurologist uh, in the event of a stroke or any neurological emergency could actually have those specialists? And um, off we went. And, you know, that's really the genesis of it. And, it has grown significantly. Um, we now uh, do ICU services, neurology, and stroke services, behavioral health services, infectious disease. We can we can bring specialists in just about any area of care uh, to any one of our sites.
0: Denise, talk to me a little bit about how telehealth evolved at Common Spirit during the during the pandemic. And it it seemed, you know, to us that, you know, there was a growth of telehealth everywhere, but you already had a very well-established program. Tell me what that was like.
1: You know, we went from being an established program that got attention when people needed us to all of a sudden everybody needed us. Um, And the the bonus of, of Common Spirit is our size and our diversity and our ability to leverage across that. Um, We had uh, different telehealth projects going throughout uh, the US, um, not just the ones that the um, telehealth network supports. So the demand was spread across all of us. Um, I would have to say that all of a sudden what was seen as a niche way to deliver healthcare, and the ability to to augment people who really needed help became a vehicle that everybody wanted to use, whether or not they needed extra provider. You know, it it became, you know, especially in the ambulatory care setting, when uh, patients could not no longer come in to the clinics, they needed to find another way to get the physicians out to to the people, right, the patient. So that was, and, you know, us having um contracts and experience and uh, the knowledge to help educate help scale these programs quickly was definitely a bonus
0: you know was there ever a point um during the pandemic where you thought like my goodness. Like, are, are we going to be overwhelmed or are, are we going to make it? To, was there ever any of that thinking going no. on? No.
1: We're, we're a pretty, you know, nurses are pretty resilient. Physicians are pretty resilient. Um, and I, you know, those early days of the pandemic, I was in the office 18 hours, seven days a week. Um, you know, we just all, you know, head to the ground. How do we solve this problem? How do we extend as fast as we can? Um, working with Numerous different vendors who were also experiencing the same sorts of struggles we were, you know, scaling rapidly, um, infrastructure being able to handle the scale, um, you know, having the right um, patient access, having the right staff training, everything else. So, you know, it it was almost like being in the army when we set up those mobile hospitals, right, everywhere, and we, you know, the the differences is. is The learning curve was a little bit uh, steeper, but hospitals and health systems have um, critical incident teams. So those teams stepped up and really helped with that as well. You know, in the early days, it all brought us together.
0: Military experience has certainly served you well in in ways you probably didn't expect. Denise, I, I noticed that Common Spirit does an incredible amount of of charity care and working and serving um, the communities in which its facilities are located. Can you talk to me a little bit about, are you uh, involved and does your organization serve some of those patients as well?
1: Yeah, I know that we do uh, serve those patients. um, Like any uh, hospital with an emergency room, um, we, that population does enter our system. And honestly, they're like any other patient. Uh, whether you come in in a mink stole or you come in homeless um, with only the shirt on your back.
0: Patients don't get that type of treatment everywhere. So um, I think it's one of the amazing things about, about common spirit that uh, you know, that, that happens. Um, I know we were talking about the pandemic earlier um, and, and telehealth, but tell me a little bit about your organization's use of technology and some of the things that you're using to connect with patients and drive better care?
1: So technology, we, we obviously have electronic EHRs that we use. Um, we have video applications that we use. Um, we uh, use secure texting uh, applications across. Um, we have patient portals. We have web pages that patients can, and apps that patients can follow you know their pregnancy journey in or whatever else they're looking to um, their health in general so there's a diverse amount of technology within the organization
0: specifically related to um secure texting how are how are you doing that um and are there any specific workflows that you've applied Mm -hmm. that
1: to yeah we do use um tiger text in parts of the organization Uh, It's used um, provider to provider, clinical staff to provider, um, call center um, to a provider or a a caregiver that needs to be contacted. Um, We use it throughout acute care. I think we we do use it in home health um, when when our nurses and caregivers are out in the field. Um, It's really been applied almost anywhere you need the ability uh, to use protected health information to talk back and forth as caregivers um, about a patient.
0: So that sounds like that covers a, a lot of different workflows that you, that you might have. What Compared to prior to using secure texting and some of these other communication technologies, what's the difference now? What's the impact that you see?
1: So I think the impact is huge. So before you had to call the provider and have a live real phone call with them, which meant stopping to find their phone number, calling them, interrupting them from what they're doing, they would answer the phone, then you'd have the conversation or you'd have to seek them out or you'd have to email them and wonder, have they gotten the email? Have they seen it yet? What's happening? I don't have an answer. Um, Moving to secure texting has been huge. It allows providers to speak to other providers. So say a hospitalist wants to consult a specialist um, on a patient that he's taking care of. All he has to say is, can you please see Mr. X in bed, whatever, for I think he's had an MI or whatever is the thought process going on. The message gets sent at the convenience of the person sending. And when it comes to the recipient, the recipient can choose to, to either look immediately, delay that look because he's in the middle of a conversation with somebody else, or pick it up, pass it on to somebody else if we have rules in it to escalate if he hasn't looked at it in five minutes. And what that does then is the sender, if 10 minutes later, is curious, did I get a hold of Dr. X? can look and see, oh, he saw it, or, oh, it's been escalated, or there's like a closed loop in sending and communicating to each other.
0: Yeah, I love that, that transparency of communication, right? And setting, instead of leaving a voicemail or sending a page off right into the ether, you know, getting that notification, oh, this person's read it, right and give them a chance to to respond it's a, it's a much it's a much better feeling as a as a clinician i i think so i i agree with you um have you had any have you talked to clinicians nurses or physicians about that about that feedback at all have you got any oh, feedback oh yeah
1: i i it's 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 implemented in my workflows Um, in the critical care area. So a nurse needs to get the critical care doctor on that device in that unit immediately. Um, They love it. They love it because from their computer at the bedside, Dr. Jones, I need you in this Boo boo boop right away. And two minutes later, he's in and that nurse has gone on to do what she really needs to do with that patient. So nurses, I constantly hear about it. And and on the converse, when the schedule might have the wrong doc in it and the right doc didn't swipe in, I hear about it. Um, you know, they've become critically dependent on accuracy and being able to contact um, who they need. And, you know, like all human beings, once we get an easier path, when anybody tries to take that easier path from us or it breaks down, we're very vocal about that.
0: Denise, earlier you were talking a little bit about using secure texting communication to improve response time and how that's Im- improved care. Have you noticed any other areas where this type of communication has had a positive impact on safety or quality?
1: Oh, yeah. In the critical care area, definitely. Um, you know, response times of providers to the bedside have significantly increased. Um, uh, or I should say decreased, meaning they get there quickly. Uh, the, um, safety wise, there there are innovative markets that are, um, uh, videotaping safety messages or safety wins or, um, risk avoidance things that go out to the whole market so that everybody gets to see it. And maybe it's a video and they hear the, um, chief medical officer saying something about an issue, or it's a newsletter that reports, um, you know, what are our COVID numbers? How are we doing? How are our employees doing health-wise? Those sorts of things are, are innovative w- ways that I see it being used. Um, we have the ability to notify code teams all at once uh, via Tiger because we set up a group And the code team gets messaged uh, together immediately. Um, There's just, it's really the, the innovative uses of it are endless. I mean, whatever you can think of, you can probably set it up and figure out a way to use that communication tool in a secure fashion within a healthcare system.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you and that Common Spirit is, is getting, so much benefit from Tiger Connect, and then it's having an impact on your staff, on your on your patients. Um, well, Denise, we've we've taken up way too much of your time today. Uh, thank you so much. You have delighted us with your presence here today, and your perspective and your experience. Um, thank you very very much for joining us.
1: And I appreciate the opportunity. Will, thank you.